What is up everyone? Sophie here and I'm very excited to talk to you today all about sleep because I think this is such an important topic. We don't talk about it enough. We don't think about our sleep enough but when you think about it on average we should all be sleeping eight hours a night right which means a third of your life you are asleep a third that is a huge amount and for it being such a large amount we don't pay it enough attention And one of the reasons I'm super excited to talk about this is because I am a parent, as you know, I have two kids. I mean, they're young, but they're not babies. They're five and three now. But I know as a parent how difficult sleep can be. And the past couple of weeks, my two, I don't know what's going on. Like one night, Jess will be perfectly fine. She'll sleep through the night. But then that means Josh is playing up that night. And then, you know, it'll be vice versa the following night. And I just want one night when it's both of them at the same time decide to sleep through the night. They don't need me or James. They don't come into our bedroom all the time. And it would just be cherry on top for them to have a lie-in. I don't even know what a lie-in is anymore. (laughs) unless I don't have the kids but even then I end up still waking up early and then I just become frustrated (laughs) at myself so I wanted to talk about sleep with you as well because of course I did the seven day reset how did you get on with the seven day reset I spoke about that not last week the week before so I had a list of seven things which I was going to do every single day to reset my health and to get myself refocused as well I suppose and I was actually so proud of myself because I did do the majority and one thing I have definitely been focusing on is my sleep so I know if you have got a newborn right now this probably is not the episode for you I take no offense in that whatsoever just make sure you tune in next week (laughs) but I do think there's something we can all take away from today's episode, whether you are a parent or not. So my goal with the seven day reset was to make sure I was going to sleep earlier. That was my goal because my kids get up early. They get up early regardless of, you know, the day, even if they've gone to bed really late (laughs) the night before. You know, I always think that. Oh, this is great. They've gone to bed late. They're going to stay in bed till, you know, 8am. I mean, that's this is all I'm asking for as a parent, like 8am. I remember before I had kids, like a lion was 11am, right? As a teenager, it was like, don't get out of bed till 1pm. <laughs> and yeah, they still get up so early. They'll still get up at 6am every single morning. So With that in mind, I know that if I'm going to get more sleep, it's down to me to go to sleep earlier. And we know that sleep is so good. Think about the days when you've had a really good night's sleep, when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel? Now, don't get me wrong. Many mornings, I still feel like I don't want to get out of bed, even if I had a good night's sleep. But the day is just so much easier compared to a night when you've had a really crap night and you wake up and it just... 
the tone of the day is already set, isn't it? Where you feel a bit like, oh, I just feel like shit. I just want to get back into bed. I don't want to deal with the day. And there are lots of health benefits. It's been shown, you know, for every hour you get before midnight, that is twice as powerful in terms of how restorative that is for you compared to the sleep you get after midnight. So again, this is another really important reason to be aiming to go to sleep by at least 11 because there's so many people out there, you know, who do go consistently to bed at midnight or later, regardless of the time they're getting up in the morning. Um, I know that I was guilty of this. I used to be like, oh, it's fine if I'm not waking up till like nine the next day. Obviously, this was before the kids. I'd be like, oh, it's fine if I've gone to sleep at one or two. But you're not getting the most out of your sleep when you go to bed after midnight. So really interesting fact there. So one thing I know that I do is I get the kids to bed, well, between about like half seven, eight, sometimes as well, depends if I've got to uh, got home late from work that evening. I then might need to, after that, cook dinner, you know, tidy up, do a bit of housework, put a load of washing on, whatever it may be. There are some evenings I feel like I haven't actually sat down till like nine o'clock. And then I feel like, right, now I want to sit down, scroll on my phone, see what's going on, reply back to messages, all of that. It's like 10 o'clock sometimes before I even feel like I am actually starting to switch off. So I then feel like, well, this is me time now. Here we go, Sophie. This is all for you. Because as much as my kids do wake up, the the earliest they tend... Well, do you know what? I'm not even going to say every night is completely different. But I do tend to find between like 10 and 12, I very rarely hear from them. They are asleep. So I feel like, yeah, this is my time. Even when it's been the weekend... And I've had a really fun weekend with the kids. I don't know. There's something inside of me which tells me this is my time to do what I want to do. Even though I may have just actually spent the whole day doing what I want to do with the kids. I know this might not make sense, especially if you're a parent. You're not a parent. You might be thinking, what are you want about saying? <laughs> Hopefully, if you are a parent, you're agreeing with what I say. But I then tell myself this story of, I need to stay up now because this is my time to watch what I want to watch on TV or just to sit on my phone. Or I, I don't know what it is, but there is something inside me which tells me that is my time and therefore I can't go to sleep yet. And I was listening to a podcast just yesterday, which was saying that a lot of the time, the things that we do for our self-care is actually self-sabotage. And when I heard that, it was almost like a light bulb just turned on because I was thinking to myself, what are all the things I do to treat myself to bring in a bit more joy bring in a bit more happiness and I thought a lot of the time the things I'm doing are not helping me they're actually hindering me in the long term maybe in the short term I might feel good about it so I'll give you some examples so you know what I mean so one thing I used to be so bad about I've spoken about before on here is having takeaways that used to be like my thing of 
oh, if I've had a bad day or even if I've had a good day, like, let's treat myself with a takeaway. And it might give me a short term of like, oh, that was really good. But then the next day, I normally feel like shit afterwards. And doing that in the long term, we know that's that's not a good thing for my health. Same as having a glass of wine. Like, oh, let's get home, treat myself with a glass of wine. I've suffered with migraines. Again, I've spoken about this before on here. So especially with wine, the next morning, my head is always just feels a bit fuzzy and not clear. Not from a hangover, because this is even just from one glass of wine. I think it's more just related to my headaches and migraines, etc. But it's like, why am I doing these things? And this is exactly part of it as well. Why am I staying up to go, oh yeah, this was great. And then, (laughs) you know, the next day I just have regret of, well, that was stupid, Sophie. Why did you do that? Because now you've had an awful night with one of the kids and you're awake really early and you feel like now you can't actually even give your all to whether it's a day at work, whether it's a day around the home, whether it's a day with the kids, because you're just bloody shattered. (laughs) You're so tired. So I'm actually trying to reframe this in my head that the treat is not staying up. The treat is actually being able to go to sleep early. That is a treat. It's a treat that my kids allow me to go to sleep at 10 o'clock. And I have found by doing that, now when I am having bad nights with one of them, it's making that process a lot easier because say they wake up at one o'clock in the morning, I've already had three hours sleep. Don't get me wrong, it's not a long time, but that's a lot better than if they wake me up at one o'clock and I've only had an hour and I've literally more or less just got into that deep part of sleep. So that's one thing I really want you to think about. One thing I want you to try is going to sleep earlier, committing to it like I did for the seven day reset, hopefully you did as well, but commit to it for a length of time so you can see, wow, I feel so much better doing this. So it just makes total sense to continue. So am I going to sleep? You know, my aim was to do uh, a week of, I think I said nine o'clock every single day, seven days straight. I didn't do nine o'clock every day (laughs) straight, definitely not. But I am now very much 10 o'clock. I'm going to sleep. There's an odd time, you know, weekends, whatever. But then I'm telling myself I'm not going to fall back into that bad habit of doing that all the time. And I think what really helps with this is having a routine. Sleep routine is key. Look, we do it for our kids, don't we? Like when you have a baby, it's like, let's get them into a routine. We're going to do this. We're going to do the white noise. Um, which makes me think of one of my friends when I was at uni, actually. She had to sleep with a fan next to her and she could not go to sleep without this fan next to her. And I remember saying to her, like, that's just such a random thing. You need to have this fan next to you to sleep. But it it makes sense because I suppose for her, that was her white noise, isn't it? Like, that's what we do as babies. I remember with my two, like, rocking them, putting on the white noise. Like, we do all these crazy things, don't we? Um, like the room's got to be pitch black, like sellotaping <laughs> the curtains. No, I didn't go that far, but I definitely got these blinds. And I've still got them actually for the kids, which stick to the window like it's going to be blackout <laughs> in here. So we do all these things for kids, for babies, but we don't do any of it for ourselves. And then we wonder why we can't switch off, why we can't fall asleep why you know nine o'clock comes and all of a sudden you're like new burst of energy let me go it's because 
we're doing the opposite of what we should be doing. We should be not having any light, for example, you know, light from our phones, light from our TVs. That is stimulating your brain. Even just your your household lights, your normal lighting is telling your brain, it's daytime, let's keep going. Whereas if we were doing what we should be doing, of dimming all the lights, TV off early, not going on our phones, perhaps things like listening to a bit of relaxing music, having a bath, doing some beauty stuff, reading a book, we would actually be all going to sleep a lot easier and into then a better sleep because I know this, especially as a business owner, there are some nights my brain is just going round and round and round and I feel like I can't fall asleep because I feel like I've just got either so much to do, it's that to-do list or it's just like, oh, this idea's popped up, let me write that down and oh, this idea and just things going on in my mind not bad things it's all good things really actually I'm lucky but still sometimes you can just your mind can't switch off and that's because you haven't done a routine you haven't done something to tell your body right this is the time to uh to switch off now to to calm down and we're going into a different state a different zone if you will so I would definitely recommend looking at your routine what it is you're doing trying to avoid tv and phone for an hour before bed I know you're thinking I'm crazy saying that I find that the hardest because I actually use watching tv as my downtime um, I know a lot of people do that. A lot of people like to fall asleep with the TV on. That's part of actual um, of their actual routine. So the TV can be a very hard one. There are ways around it, though. I have seen things like, obviously, you can just dim the brightness on the TV. There's even these special glasses you can get, which cut out all, like, the bad light. I think it's blue light. I'm not sure exactly, but... Yeah, things you can do to help with that. So I'm sure you can do a little Google search of that and find some crazy ideas there. But also, what are you doing in the day to actually get yourself to a point of feeling tired? Again, we can learn so much from our kids here. Like, what do we do with our kids to get them tired? We all take them out. We take them to soft play. It's like, you know, (laughs) my two, they play football on a Saturday morning. And I love it because I'm like, yes. This is tiring them out. They're outside. They're getting fresh air. We know that being outside um, helps with that. And they're running around for an hour. Brilliant. They're going to be tired on a Saturday night. They're going to go to sleep perfectly fine. So why do we not do the same for ourselves? Most of us are sitting in offices for work. So that's what we're doing the majority of day. We're sitting down. We're not moving. We're not getting outside. Getting outside for a lot of us as adults means literally opening the front door to get into the car. (laughs) So that's about as far as it gets for the outside bit, you know. And then we think like, oh, why is it that I can't get to bed? Well, that is it. We're not we're not doing enough. We're not burning enough calories. And again, that goes into that cycle of, you know, how healthy we feel. And, you know, especially if your aim is like, weight loss or toning up or you want to lose a a percentage of your body fat this again is all going to be linked into that so your sleep is definitely something to look at and then again getting a routine with your timing so picking a time you're going to go to sleep and trying to stick to that as much as possible even at weekends I know it sounds so boring doesn't it 
can tell I'm getting old. <laughs> this does work, though. It's been shown, you know, through research. If you go to sleep the same time every night, if you wake up the same time every day, your sleep will be a lot better. There's so many health benefits related to this. Now, I find waking up earlier or at the same time each day a really tough one. I've always loved my sleep. I've always loved just being in bed as well. And now, especially, you know, we're we're in winter, aren't we, really? We're getting there. I just find nothing better than being in my bed and being really cosy. So I find waking up in the morning such a struggle. But again, this is very much linked to being a business owner. So many business and self-development books talk about, you know, the early bird catches the worm. Like, you should be getting up at, like, 5 a.m. There is the 5 a.m. club. It's people who say you should get up at 4 a.m., like, dedicating, like, an hour to exercise and then half an hour to doing stuff and being productive and then X amount of time to meditation or whatever it may be, you know. There's so many different morning routines and protocols out there to make sure you're getting the most out of the day. And it's also seen, you know, generally society sees it as, you know, you're lazy if you're staying in bed or we hear these phrases, don't we, of, well, you can sleep when you're dead. You know, that sleep is a waste of time, basically. There's so much more you could be doing with your life. I don't necessarily agree with that. And I feel like, I don't know if this is just me being a bit lazy, but I feel like sleep is really important. <laughs> if you need to sleep, that's your body telling you, isn't it? It's like when you're ill. So Josh has been ill um, over the weekend and he napped. He never normally naps. But was I there like, Josh, wake up. It's 3pm. Like, how dare you sleep? <laughs> no. I was like, you sleep for as long as you want. It was great. You gave me a break. I only had one child to deal with. It was wonderful. <laughs> he slept for like two hours. It was great. Because I never get a nap in the day from either of them anymore. I do miss those days when they used to nap. And I think as adults, it's the same, you know, sometimes you're going to just generally feel more tired than other times because you've got a lot going on in your life. And it is your body's way of telling you something. And you know my opinion on that, being in tune with your body. On that note as well, another question I always get as a chiropractor, how should I sleep? To me, there isn't really a massive right or wrong in terms of like pillows, mattresses. People always ask me that one. But I think positioning is key. You can only start in one place, though. Like, you're going to end up wherever you end up. There's not much you can do about that. But I always say to people, sleeping on your side is the best. Having a pillow in the sense of that your neck is going to be in a neutral position. So what I mean by that is, you know, your your head's not tilting one way or the other. You're, you're trying to keep your spine straight. And for that reason, you're trying to keep your hips and your pelvis stacked as well. So the best thing is a, a, a pillow. It can just be a little small pillow between the knees to try and stop the top leg from rolling like completely over, if that makes sense. But if you're someone who's always slept on their back or always slept on their front, you're going to find that so hard because that now is a part of your routine and a part of you falling asleep is being in that position. So you know, you can try going onto your side, but it is a real hard thing to to change. Um, but maybe just having that awareness. And of course, going to see a chiropractor is going to help you regardless of whatever position you sleep in. And I spoke 
all about chiropractic last week and I hope that was beneficial for you again if you want to find a chiropractor in your area just reach out to me reach out to me about anything actually anything I've spoken about over the past few months because I must have been doing this podcast now for about I want to say about five or six months wow that time has flown by and I'm enjoying this so much and it's so nice to hear that so many of you are finding this beneficial too but please continue to leave a review so other people can hear you know how this has benefited you it's also how people find the podcast as well and always reach out to me on Instagram you know it's sophie.mcdermott with anything at all about what I've spoken about or even future things you would like to hear about your health I'm here for it all have a wonderful week have a really rested week now that you're going to be working on your sleep you're going to feel so good after just getting a few extra hours of sleep because we all need to catch up I believe so yeah let me know how you get on and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Oh, I almost went without saying, didn't I? (laughs) Make yourself a priority. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye.